Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is the Luke and Pete show with Pete Donaldson and Luke Moore. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Luke. You all right? Dr. Right. John died. Oh, yeah. Saw that. That, was, that came out of nowhere. He was, he was I have no great uh, capacity or experience with his music, but he was always on the BBC when he did Glastonbury. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and you get told that someone's a legend enough times <laughs> that he becomes part of your brain. My favourite ever part, I, I will come on to Dr. John in a minute, but mm. you just reminded me, my favourite ever part of the BBC Glastonbury coverage was, um, it's bad, Right. was Edith Bowman mm. talking to Ed Sheeran yes. on the sofa. Now, I'm not having a pop at Ed Sheeran, but he's not even playing music. He sat on the sofa talking while you could hear Neil Young headlining in the background. Mm. He's legendarily a poor live watch, though, isn't he, <laughs> old Neil Young? I've got to see him in a couple of weeks. I'm, uh, I'm not, actually, because I've got work not alive, but I have got tickets. And yeah. I'm furious. Give them away to people on the Luke and Peach no. show for free. I'll give them to a friend. And, Get in and... touch. Hello at lukeandpeach.com with the reason why you should have Peach tickets for free. <laughs> no, I'm uh, um, Dr. John, so I'm fortunate enough, yes. fortunate enough to work with the great Danny Kelly. Right. The encyclopedic knowledge that he has of music. You, means... two, you two with your memories. Oh, but he's brilliant. He, listen, don't put me in the same sentence as him. He's a, he's a legendary broadcaster. Yeah, but he's a bit he's older good. than you. You'll, you know, you'll get there. Maybe. I think my, I think I'm on the way down now. To be honest. Um, <laughs> anyway, he's just built. A, I'm sure he won't mind me telling everyone. He's just built a a barn at his house. In, in <laughs> I thought Ireland. it was going to be the end. He's just bought, he's just, he's just he's yeah. just built a barn. Um, and he um he needs to get it. He, he, the reason he's built it is to put his record collection in it. Nice. And if you need a barn for your record collection, then you have got a lot of records. <laughs> he reckons he's got he reckons he's got over a thousand records Friends. just by the Whalers. Jesus. Because That's of all the different imprints and all the different bits and things they've done and different uh, territories, all that kind when of When you, your collection gets to that sort of scale, to sell it would be to chin off a lot of money, I think. Yeah. There's just too much volume. You pay, you, you're basically selling them by weight at that point. It's I don't think he will to... sell it. Well, mm. I, I obviously can't speak on his behalf. I think, I think he would sell a thousand of the ways. I might have got that wrong. But mm. anyway, if, if that's an Email error, that's if my you error, Danny Kelly's uh, yeah. record. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so he was telling me all about Dr. John. On, on, um, on the radio a couple of weeks ago when we did the show mm. I do with him on a Friday, the, the news broke that day. So right. we, we did, this, and he does this thing called musical homework, mm. where despite it being a sports show, out of every break there's a different musical theme and we did it about New Orleans artists because of Dr. John 
And uh, I was exactly the same boat as you, and in mm. many ways I still am. The only thing I knew him from was that Perfect Day single. <laughs> yes. He's on that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, every single song that we played <laughs> that had anything to do with Dr. John, it was like, this is good. Mm. So um, I might have to... Um, there was a song called Walking on Golden Splinters, right. which is so good that I need to investigate that further. So mm. commiserations to him and all those associated with him. Commiserations to him. There was a big, uh, obviously a big procession in uh, New Orleans. He did a lot of stuff with the Stones as well, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Well, procession in New Orleans. Carry on. Uh, it was just a big procession. There's always a procession in New Orleans, though. It's any given day. You can pay a couple of grand and do, do your own procession where you just have a marching band and you just walk down the street. It's pretty cool. Whenever you want. Whenever you fancy. You can literally close down oh, a street. Can't have a meeting now. I'm doing. I'm walking down the street <laughs> with a drum. I've paid, for, I've paid for a big procession. Do you have to pay? Well, to, to get the band, get the permit, but you can just do it. You do it yourself. Down. Yeah. It's, not, it's affordable, that's all I'm saying. A lot more cities should do that, shouldn't they? <laughs> Just allow you to shut down a street. Yeah, I think uh, so. I mean, my street's half shut all the time because of all the cars down there. Um, Pete, I've got something for you, sank. specifically for you, yes. which is going to tickle the fancy, um, pun intended, of our listeners who particularly enjoyed the story a number Ooh, of weeks ago. A little uh, burble there. Sorry, a little burble in my uh, chest cavity. That that happens a lot when I do uh, voiceovers. serious. <laughs> voiceovers. We'll have a presentation for you next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it happens a lot when I'm recording voiceovers for the um, channel D-Max on the telly. Give us an example of your um, of your uh, voiceover for D-Max voice. Hang on, let me... Uh, I can literally get up a script. Because uh, your voice is amazing you, uh, on the, on the old vo- voiceovers. You're like... Um, um, if you, I'll tell you what, if you were right up there with the actor who plays Chris Finch in The Office, you would be... Coin Chris the Finch yeah. um, does the job. I'll tell you who's, who else is big in the voiceover game, Pete. Joanna Lumley. Oh, she? She do a lot? She does a lot of She's stuff, very yeah. iconic, though. I mean, and, you can't really... And the woman who plays Cersei in Game of Thrones as well. Oh, yeah. She does a yeah. car advert at the moment, doesn't she? Yeah. She's got a lovely voice. Um, uh, those Alaskan bush people are back from nine as Birdie and the boys and girls head for the Alpine High. Next, Fast and Loud. That's good. It is good. To see it coming out of your mouth is very, very satisfying. A tank guarded by sharks. A tall order, but one that I'm sure the boys are equal to. It's tanked. <laughs> That's a show about uh, some people building aquariums. Do you write that? Do you write the links yourself? Yeah, I got to. Takes fucking ages. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen uh, is dead. Long live the King singing. Here's one. Here on DMAX next, it's life below zero as the Alaskans explore some seriously remote locations and over on Quest, one of the arteries of Europe laid bare. The Autobahn! Did you do that? That's great. The Autobahn. That's yeah. great. Part. Anyway, so Pete. A few weeks ago, we talked yes. about the guy, not the guy, sorry. The, the guy. The woman who started masturbating a dolphin <laughs> for medical research purposes. Yeah. And the dolphin then sadly went on to uh, commit suicide. Yes. In what we think might well be an unrelated incident, but we don't mm. dwell on that. Somebody takes it. I, anyway. I forgot that I'd said he left a suicide note. Yeah, so thanks for the wanks. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the wanks. Yeah. When, he, when we found out that he had committed suicide... And dolphins have to consciously breathe, by the way. So the way yeah, he commits yeah. is always just stop just breathing. See you later. Not doing that anymore. Uh, and you said that he beached himself because he was looking for other people to wank him off. Which <laughs> I thought was disrespectful to an intelligent animal and an animal that will live long in the memory. Mm. An animal, to be frank, that's contributed more to society than most human beings ever do. Right, okay. Um, anyway. Flip out a lawn. Imagine my surprise when I came across this, so to speak, on <laughs> InsideScience.org. <laughs> Uh, reliable news for an expanding universe. Um, <laughs> who published this um, on sort of early last month or the month before? Research suggests dolphin clitorises are like human clitorises, only better placed. Where are they placed? Um, 
the, at the entrance of the vagina where it's sure to be rubbed during penetrative sex. Okay. Um, didn't a queen... <laughs> didn't a queen get her clitoris moved closer to her? She was like the she was like a forebearer or a... a um, she celebrated as the, a person who um, wanted to experience more sex for pleasure rather than procreation right. in, a, in a very closed-off conservative uh, Britain. One of the queens, or remember the royal family had a clitoris moved south. Might be one of them, I on that one. But um, just, just so it'll be rubbing sex. I feel like you should have more information than that about yeah. it. Yeah. Imagine, imagine like women, imagine a woman getting it moved closer to um, where the penis goes in. Like that's guaranteed orgasm for, from penetrative sex every single time. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. And Bloody wh- magic. When is your new uh, sex talk show coming out? <laughs> I don't know. Are you going to do it in the style of your D-Max voiceover? <laughs> <laughs> Next up, fast and loud, which is how I like my sex. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphin clitorises are like human clitorises, <laughs> but better placed. See you at nine. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but they, the, the, I've never seen one. So it's an interesting story. And it's relevant to something we talked about before. Yeah. Um, but in the article, it says the researchers only studied twelve bottlenose dolphins that were found already dead. Oh, so is that reliable enough? Pete, I think you should conduct your own research. Hang on, so 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 we know that clitorises are very like human uh, clitorises um, because they're better placed, simply because of thirteen bottlenose dolphins. No, Surely... it, no, they look they look like human clitorises, and they also apparently have been studied to engorge with blood, much like a human clitoris does. Oh, okay, right. But they're in a slightly different place, which makes it more likely they're going to stimulate why the dolphin. You, why are you so or fair with the? Dolphin sex life. It's just, well, we shouldn't be did, dad dillying with their dollies. Because that scientist started wanking one off. <laughs> and now a, we're in a rabbit hole we can't get out why, of. Is it now we're in a dolphin fist? hole we can't get out of. Is this why they, you know, I found Pete, out the weekend. We can't get out of this blowhole. Just make hay while you can. <laughs> um, a mate called Ash uh, pointed out he works, actually, uh, redacted, forget that man's name. <laughs> he may or may not have worked on a certain uh, Disney adaptation uh, recently uh, that may have or not have involved an elephant. Um, I mean, you could pick three or four there, but um, he uh, said that dolph- uh, dolphins, uh, elephants have tits. Yeah, you sent me a picture. Female elephants have tits yeah. and they are big, busty boys. <laughs> not boys. Big busty boys uh, on the side of an elephant. Now, if you Google, just Google. Now, you do not punish an elephant (laughs) for having (laughs) big boobs. Big boobs. (laughs) They have just elephant tits. Now, I didn't know this, and I was like... Describe them to our listeners. They look like tits, but they're on elephants. (laughs) And so, like, they were having this... They had to have a meeting, sort of saying, well, what would a... A, a sexually mature, a meeting, a sexually mature, what, a production um, meeting, fe- yeah, a sexually mature female elephant look like, and like it or not, they would have tits. A mummy elephant has tits, and they were like, "Well, we can't put that in the film. That's just distracting. Yeah, <laughs> that would take them out of it." But I think I would argue it would be a bigger educational um, tool to sort of say. Elephants have tits. You cannot have a pair of elephant tits stealing the show in a film. It's it is. It's like when they. Um, it's like when in they, they Transformers place, place a tasteful bra <laughs> over over a, the tits. A, a, a Thailand, a Thai prime minister's um, a, a, <laughs> Thai, bra. a Thai uh, king sports bra. Yeah, it's it just it, it just to look at it. I mean, I'm talking about elephant. I mean, I'm sure we can tits. find a way of sharing this on social media for people. I who... wouldn't, but like, yeah, there's a female. <laughs> uh, the son has got a. Um, 
Elephants have fabulous tits. Well, the sun's done that. The sun's, the sun's got a bit there, like basically the, the yeah. elephant with particularly large boobies. It's exactly as you like as you imagine. Yeah, I mean, and then it just goes on to weird porn. To be oh, honest, great. Yeah. Um, this this dolphin story ends by saying, "Of course, we can't prove that an animal experiences pleasure just by examining its anatomy." Well, what's the point of that then? <laughs> what is the point of any of this? <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. And Look the scientist ends. <laughs> Pete, there are three female elephants. Rearing up, uh, and they but they all three of them have um, some breasts, some some, some milky swingers, as, some, <laughs> as as a child might say. Um, can I just finish this? <laughs> that was a, that was a worthy distraction. Elephants have tits. Elephants have tits. I want to finish this by one of the scientists in this article finishes by saying they're probably functioning in providing some kind of pleasure to the female dolphin. Yeah. Well, I could say that. Yeah, you know. Show me a picture of it. I could show you that. I could tell you that. We want hard science here, yeah. so to speak. Anyway, I thought that might take a tickle your fancy and be an extension. It certainly did. To the disgraceful way in which you... Um, <laughs> Operate your life. <laughs> yes, and uh, dealt with that sad dolphin story. No. And can we make it clear before we go to emails, none of this is related to the sad passing of New Orleans musician <laughs> Dr. John. <laughs> He might have written a song about it. You never know. It might be one of those posthumous releases. Uh, right, emails next. Sorry. But they can sense the others down below. As they get hungry, they need to return to the sea. Walrus there, bouncing off an elephant's boob. Julian Assange there. Julian Assange there. As a walrus. <laughs> um, I promised last show... That I would get to an email by a guy, yeah. That I get to an email by a guy called Jason. I didn't get time to do so. From the Wheeled Warriors, might be. Mm. Yeah, I'd never watched that really when I was a kid. I never really got into it. Did you get into it? <laughs> Did I? Uh, yeah, it, was, it was a bit of a shitty one, wasn't it? Where Jason the Wheeled Warriors? It, was, it wasn't. It was no Ulysses. Now you're talking. Ulysses now you're talking. was excellent. Now you're talking. Um, Jason's emailed in by sending an email to hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. You can do the same whenever you want. We'd love to hear from you. And he says the following. Hi, Luke and Pete. Just tucking into a succulent Chinese meal. And I thought I'd send you this email. Mm. I'm a huge fan of hilarious surnames and the joining of them through holy matrimony. Growing up in the New Forest, I worked in a restaurant from the age of 16 until I was 21. Beautiful part of the world, New mm. Forest. Um, every Sunday, without fail, the same two couples would come together for dinner. Mr. and Mrs. Dix and Mr. and Mrs. Ball. <laughs> oh, come on. Hilarity ens uh, ensued when such lines at reception desk as, hi, we're the dicks, have the balls arrived yet? Uh, I'm not having that. They didn't say that. They know exactly what they're doing. Taking the piss. Since leaving university, I now live on the outskirts of London and know of a local woman with the surname Cox. It transpires through mutual friends that her maiden name was Swallows. Oh, dear. What a missed double barreled opportunity <laughs> do you and your listeners know anyone with humorous surnames or surname couplings this might be a fun topic mm. love the show all the best jace um it reminds me of a, a while back i realized that there are loads more double barreled football players names now than there ever used to be in the past mm. like loads and i did a quiz on the radio once where i said is this the name of an 18th century British politician mm. or a current footballer <laughs> and it is impossible to tell between them impossible <laughs> yeah so, I like it though will you go double barred when you get married um, I, if I married someone I'd just take their name why because they've probably got a better name than Donaldson but what, about, but what about the legacy of the Donaldson <laughs> legacy your dad would be gutted Jesus well, you're, you're the only son bit... say again you're the only son 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think he has uh, any uh, great love for the for the family. <laughs> right, but your sister's not. <laughs> the so, your sister's not a dancer anymore. Is she? What's in her name? No, she's a Juanes. And her so her her child will no will not be a dancer either. Baby M, I said my name unprompted this week. It was lovely. She's fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I've been excommunicated. Yeah, I'm back in the fold. I um yeah, I spent the weekend with my niece a weekend or two ago. She's all she's three and a half now. Mm. Very good value. Yeah, it's wonderful. Did you um? You have to you get have to get in proper negotiations with them at that age, mm. like bribery. Yeah, it is. It's like right. like. She she wants she just wants to eat ice cream and chocolate all the time. Mm. What do you what do you want for lunch? Ice cream, but you can't have ice cream. Mm. Chocolate, you can't have that. Mm. And then it will just be something random. <laughs> sausages. <laughs> I want sausages, please. <laughs> it's impossible to plan for any of it. Anyway, no. what were you going to say? Um, I can't remember now. Um, what, what was it? Oh yeah, she also um, rode a bike for the first time, or like literally had one of those little tiny Balance wee bike. bikes, little bike, yeah. which is a lot of fun. Um, I I really distinctly remember um, riding a two wheeler for the first time. Do you? I remember being on Talk Gray, Gray, Greyfields and Hartlepool. There was a lot of gravel at the end of this field, and my dad um, made me just like give me a push, and I went as fast as I could. And it, it it's weird. I kind of forgot about it for a little while. And he said, oh, that's quite a um, defining moment of your life. I, I imagine my dad probably remembers it quite well as well. I feel like I should be able to remember it, but I can't. And it's one of those things where, as a kid, like, I don't know if your dad said the same thing, mm. and my dad said to me, the faster you go, the easier it'll be. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it is true, but it's kind of hard as a kid to understand how that could be possible. Because <laughs> going fast essentially equals danger. Equals danger. Yeah. So, so... I remember stacking it a few times, but the problem is we didn't have a field near our house. We had like a back alleyway, which right. is all concrete. Yeah. So when you learn, and you learn the hard way, boy, let me boy. Believe, let me let me tell you that you learn the hard way. And my sister's first bike ride is famously in the Moore household, um, captured on video cam. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's you know, cool. when I said a couple of weeks ago, my parents took very irresponsible decisions with the redundancy money my dad got. Did he get a video? Yeah, yeah, they also bought like an 800 quid video camera. Didn't they have Massive. a Didn't they have a telly? Didn't he work in telly? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well. He used to steal bits and then build telly at home. <laughs> but I think, to be fair, the video camera came along as part of the Disney experience. Yeah, okay. Well, so, you got you got to immortalise these things, you know. Exactly. And so we've got it on video of my <laughs> sister riding the bike for the first time. Nice. And she stacks it. And it is hilarious. Uh, she's only about four or five and uh, when the camera my dad's filming her not helping her just filming her <laughs> and he gets up close and she looks up at the camera it's a famous thing in the Moore household and she just goes I hate bruises <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes if we're trying to tease her we say that to her I thought it was going to be something badass like I live for speed <laughs> yeah I'm a speed freak <laughs> not like that not like that she's, a, was, she's a mother I rem- <laughs> she's a mother yeah she's a mother, um, mother? There was a, I remember my uh, my dad I spoke to my dad about the first time that um, I went to go see Newcastle United play um, and obviously when you first um, arrive at a football match like you, you can't believe it's not just about the majesty of a particular building, and obviously St. James's Park is quite iconic. It's gigantic, mm. and it's right in the centre of town. It just kind of, as soon as you get through that Paifang, I think it's Paifang in uh, Chinatown, it's just there. It's beautiful. Um, but just seeing that amount of people in one place, like just the scale yeah. that so many people arrive at a stadium at any one time. Oh, you exciting. will have never seen that. Yeah. I've never seen that amount of people before. I had never seen that amount of people before. Um, and my dad, it was also his first football match. He didn't actually go in. He went to the pub for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so he took us all the way up to Newcastle, me and a guy called kid called Fraggle. How far away is that? Second. How far away is the journey? Uh, well, if, it, if it was on a normal train, maximum 25 minutes. 
But it's one of those little hopper trains you talk about before, the little bus ones. Yeah. Um, so it's about 45, 50 minutes. And why the hell have you got a mate called Fraggle? <laughs> Adam, I haven't seen him for ages. Who is he? Uh, little what, ginger boy. Use his real name. I can't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> why was he called Fraggle? Because he looked like Red from Fraggle Rock. He was little, he was little ginger boy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, God knows. But um, he... Did um, everyone call him Fraggle? Yeah. I can't Did your rem- dad call him Fraggle? I presume so. It's amazing. Get it? away with it. Um, but I remember my dad, uh, he took us to the castle and he went to the pub. Um, and he hadn't really sort of uh, told us where to meet after the match. Right. So he came out from the pub, like two hours of like piling them away, come out of the pub. <laughs> How old went, were you? I couldn't have been older than 15, 14. Right. So, you know, um, I shouldn't have been alone in, in the middle of a load of drunk men coming out of a football match. Yeah. Um, and uh, we come out and uh, my dad was legit. Uh, he was like, it started to sink in that he had no idea how to figure out where he, my his son is. He said he was genuinely shitting himself because he just lost us because he just didn't, yeah. he didn't no tell mobiles, us where to go. Like no mobiles. He didn't tell us where, um, he didn't tell us where to be. Um, we hadn't figured anything out. I don't know how he managed to find us, to be honest. How did how, what happened? I think we I just went back to the place where we kind of seen him last, and he eventually turned up. But it was uh, I wasn't worried. But my dad, ab- my dad, in in retrospect, was like, I absolutely shit myself there. I don't. I never seen so many. Yeah, people. You know why? Because when you rocked up home on your own, found your own way home, you, your mum would have been fuming with him. That's yeah, why. damn right. That's crazy. I, I remember a mate of mine. A mate of mine's dad had a, had a reputation as being a bit of a man about town, mm. shall we say? And he took his son, my mate, and another one of my mates to the cinema. Yeah. So Saturday morning or whatever, I take you to the cinema. <laughs> he went to the cinema, a local one to us, not there anymore. Go to watch a movie, I can't remember which one it was. He said to them, why don't you go sit down the front? You know, because it'd be a film you'll, you'll enjoy. So go down the front. And they're only like 12 or whatever. So they went down the front. He said, I'll sit at the back. Oh, I'll just sit at the back. I won't cramp your style. You know, I won't mm. embarrass my, the boys, you know. Sat at the back. <laughs> when the film finished, right, the lights come up, and his old man was indeed sat at the back wearing different clothes. What's gone? So he basically's gone home. <laughs> <laughs> he's either gone to a lady friend's house, yeah. or he's just gone home. That's spectacular. So the, the thing is, his mum is saying, "Why don't you take your boys to the cinema for for, for, for the afternoon or whatever? Have a have a bit of quality time." He's first of all thought, "Right, cinema. I get out of there for two hours. Yeah. I haven't got to spend any time with him." Yeah, and then he's just had a shower and got changed. What What's gone on there? Because <laughs> like. <laughs> Because, like, surely his son would be like to his mum, he came back, but he's wearing different clothes. Yeah. It's yeah. hardly the perfect crime. No. Wear the same clothes. Probably have wet hair, everything. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, have you got stuff. any more stories about irresponsible dads? Remember the dad who, remember the, the guy who my dad and his dad used to dunk him in the sink? Uh, rings a bell. Yeah. We've had loads of stories of abuse. Yeah. What about what about this from, from Alec Lodge, mm. um, who's emailed him a few times, I think, and he says, um, this is funny. In episode 172, you mentioned a woman who was found alive and well after being missing for two weeks. And it reminded me of a story I heard a while ago of a woman who joined a search party for, for herself. Oh, yes. Do you remember this? Yeah. It's just 2012. Terrible search party, really. Um, a woman on a visit to Iceland, this, the story goes. This is from The Independent seven years ago. <laughs> uh, a woman on a visit to Iceland has managed to add a new twist to the concept of self-discovery after taking part in a major mountain search operation for a lost tourist before admitting to police that she was the missing person everyone was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was there when the moment sunk in. I go, sorry, are you... <laughs> yeah. She, um, she didn't turn back up for... Her, she failed to turn up for her, for her, for her tour bus. Mm. Um, 
They start combing the area and then they put a call out saying an Asian woman described as five foot two and wearing dark clothing. And she was like, uh, hang on a minute. Not in me. The best thought about it, right? This is the best part about it. By the time she realized and told them, even though she was part of the search party herself, mm. it was 3 a.m. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, I've just realized. It's not like 10 minutes. That's probably gone on for hours. People are tired and fed up. It's in Iceland as well, probably freezing. <laughs> Unbelievable. That is magnificent. It yeah. really is. Um, want a quick one from uh, Sam? Yeah. Hello, Sam. Hi, Luke and Pete. Uh, with regards to your recent chat about kebab shop etiquette, I must point out the venue uh, that will no doubt uh, living long in the uh, collective memory of anyone who's been to university in Sheffield in recent years. The Broomhill Friary is owned and operated by Dan, who's uh, the nephew of local legend and Ned Stark himself, Sean Bean. Oh, good. This is Ned, uh, Dan Bean. Dan Boone! Um, uh, Sean himself has been on hand to serve chips and scraps in the past, and the menu is named in his honour with the uh, Boromir special, which is uh, featuring the Lord of the Onion Rings. I'd love, I'd, I'd love uh, Sean Bean if he insisted on that happening. <laughs> so you can do it, but you've got to name all the items after characters I've played. <laughs> when Saturday comes, have some chips. <laughs> um, uh, the menu is in his honour. Lord of the Onion Rings is very good. There's a Sean Bean meat feast. That sounds a bit pervy. Yeah, particular favourites. Uh, pick attached for reference. As a forward-thinking kebab shop operator, Dan Bean has variously in the uh, past acred uh, as a uh, agony uncle uh, for the uh, student paper and has launched plans to host a vegetarian menu for his uh, more eco-conscious clientele. Uh, keep up the good work, Sam, in London. That's nice. Yeah, nice little bit of uh, local colour there. Sean Probably Bean seems like a good egg. I'd love to have him on this show. Well, he does, yeah. He yeah, is. Um, he features in the... Uh, Hitman video game as the unkillable. Um, the, I love the Hitman series of games. They're really, really good. And yeah. uh, Sean Bean, uh, they, they have like a kind of series of timed events where you go online with the hit, with the Hitman uh, and you've got to kill this man. And if you fail, you can't have another go at him. Um, it's a really, really time-sensitive kind of little little game. Um, so Hitman Sean, is a game where you train and you work as like a trained killer yeah. assassin yeah okay, and you've right. got to kill certain people and it's very it's about putting costumes on it's about so it's a bit like um, Grand Theft Auto different different assignments yeah well. kind of yeah yeah there's different missions but um, it's you've got to be um, meticulous in your clearing up hiding bodies putting um, putting costumes on is it good allowing chandeliers to fall on heads oh it is magnificent um, uh, one, I one, one of the one of the special games you've got to kill Sean Bean yeah because obviously, because obviously, legendarily in every film and TV show, he dies in everyone. Yeah, yeah. And so this time, is the is the unkillable? Right, you can't kill me. Have you, did you ever run at him? I never run at him. Um, I muffed it up. It's just it was chaos. It was fucking. It's gonna be a bloodbath. It so was it's, chaos. So who? But sorry for the stupid question. But who plays Sean Bean? Who's actually doing it? Sean Bean. What do you mean? But doesn't he, that was the, so? What I mean is. <laughs> is it pro you're not playing against a person who's playing no okay it's a computer generated AI, thing. yeah artificial intelligence okay yeah, he, fine yeah, okay. He, he, no, he, I know he what AI stands for I'm just, I'm just <laughs> well you didn't sound like <laughs> no you. I didn't no, to be fair that's brilliant and do you know if anyone managed to kill him or not oh yeah, yeah everyone, everyone managed to kill him because they're meticulous and tidy and uh, as you know I'm, I'm not so how close did you come what did you end up doing did you put your foot in a bucket I think, I, I, think I tried to kill him with a Pen, maybe. Didn't put a bullet in the gut. You tried to kill him with a pen. Tried to kill him with a pen. Why would you do that? I don't. Well, I can't get the poison in the food because people are watching and oh, <laughs> it's just a disaster. Sounds like a scene from Breaking Bad. <laughs> That's brilliant. All right, mate. Listen, let's let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, hello at lukeandpeacher.com to hit to, to send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We've got loads of emails to work through, but we will carry on diligently doing so. Um, if you've got an opinion on the position of a dolphin clitoris, get in touch. If you've got an opinion on the size of elephants' tits, get in touch. You want to recommend a Dr. John album, yeah. get in touch. 
Um, and uh, if you've got a mate called Fraggle, let us know. <laughs> and we'll see you again next time around. See you later, babies. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.